recognize the form, their mouths begin to water. <laughs> and they also begin talking about the differences. So the superstructure is barbecue is American. Beneath that, barbecue is Southern. Beneath that, barbecue is local. Each layer of that conversation is interesting, but those conversations all add up to this notion that barbecue is our great American folk food. Hmm. Now, you've argued that we're entering a new golden age of barbecue, that there's, I don't know, a barbecue renaissance or something going on. What's happening? There are two things happening. One, a new generation of Americans recognizes the value in kind of elemental American foods, hamburgers, fried chicken, hot dogs, apple pie, barbecue. Whereas before they might have aspired to eating French food or Italian food or Japanese food more recently, now people aspire to American food, both as eaters and as, as cooks of that food. There's a new value ascribed to that food that wasn't the case before. So are you saying that like in the culinary world, the world of, you know, James Beard Awards and, and expensive restaurants in that world, barbecue is becoming more recognized or quote-unquote respectable? Yeah, I think across the entire dining spectrum. I mean, if you take the James Beard Awards as an example, this year for the first time, a barbecue pitmaster was nominated for Best Chef Southwest. And it was amazing that that barbecue pitmaster, Aaron Franklin of Franklin's Barbecue in Austin, Texas, was nominated. Even more amazing, Aaron Franklin won that award, huh. beating out a host of white tablecloth chefs. That says something about this American moment. So who are some of the barbecue greats right now? I mean, who are the, I don't know, the Thomas Kellers or the Alice Waters of barbecue today? One of the most respected is a gentleman named Rodney Scott. And Rodney is in Hemingway, South Carolina in the PD region of that state. Rodney, when you talk to him about what he does, and Rodney cooked his first pig when he was 11 years old. <sighs> Rodney grew up in a farming family, a family that had a country store out in the sticks just beyond the city of Hemingway. And when you talk to Rodney about what he does, he'll talk to you about going out in the woods to chop his own trees. The interesting thing about what Rodney says about cooking barbecue is that when he goes out and chops down his own trees to cook his barbecue, he compares it to a chef going out in the garden to pick his own tomato. Farm to table. This is woods to table. It is. It's completely. That's great. So here's one guy who, from the sound of it, you know, grew up on this tradition but there are others you've written about, like there's a guy named Tyson Ho who runs Arrogant Swine in Brooklyn. And from what I've read, he gave up a career in finance to become a pitmaster. Yeah, I think Tyson Ho is really interesting. He's on the kind of industrial fringe of Brooklyn and gave up a career in finance. Tyson Ho said to me that, that he chose to cook barbecue because this is the oldest style of American cooking. He wanted to cook barbecue because that was his way of claiming his Americanness. Tyson Ho is a child of, of Asian immigrants. Hmm. And in cooking barbecue, he was claiming his Americanness. Tyson Ho was saying to me that by way of cooking barbecue, he was claiming an American past that was just as much his as someone who came over on the Mayflower. And he said it with pride, not with indignation. He said it with pride. And he recognized that barbecue was that kind of pathway to American identity. And that was the one he chose, that he left behind finance and barbecue was his way. Plus, the barbecue's pretty darn good. <laughs> 
Does barbecue get racially complicated? Because I've seen old photos of, you know, big barbecue events, and you see a bunch of white guys who basically are supervising or pretending to supervise a bunch of African-American guys who are actually the ones doing the cooking. Right. That's the uh, kind of WPA-era photo you always see of an African-American man tending the pit while a white fellow in suspenders and a big Panama hat as he gazes upon the work of the African-American man. And that has typically been the way it's portrayed. The reality is something different. There's a real hinge in American history. It's pegged at like the late 1920s, early 1930s, when if you look at the literature and the references to barbecue, you see in that moment that African-American men begin to be referred to as pitmasters. And I suppose the second half of that word is interesting, pit masters.